about that jam is nice what's up everybody and welcome to the keith battle podcast glad to be back with y'all again and this week's edition is going to be incredible i'm excited we're calling today handling your business and i've got some super guests with me today i've got uh jimmy jenkins uh entrepreneur film right playwright entertainment guru and a young man that's going to be um, uh, inspiring to so many of you all today, Chico Abengawe. Got it. Did I do it right? You did. Man, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys for being here today. We're so excited talking about business and dreams, et cetera. And uh, why don't you all introduce yourselves to our audience and tell them kind of where you're from, you know, maybe your education, where you, where, you, where you went to school from. Sometimes what we went to school from has nothing to do with what we're doing, but maybe sometimes it's connected. And briefly tell us how you got into what you're doing. So name, education, and kind of how you got into what you're doing now. Who's going first? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Should we go with Chico? Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> so, of course, my name is uh, Chico Abengawe, and I am an entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, school-wise, I went to How old are you, Chico, by the way? I am currently uh, 31 years old. Wow. And um, Why do you say currently? I mean, currently, because that, that could change. Yeah, in a couple maybe days. during this <laughs> during this podcast, huh? He's going to age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I am 31. Um, uh, I went to Towson University. Uh-huh. Uh, studied healthcare management and business. Okay. Uh, I started off at pre-med, as pre-med, but then I changed that along the way. Um and then uh worked for worked in healthcare okay uh for a little bit once i graduated college and then uh decided the entrepreneurship is what i wanted most yeah. and at the age of 26 quit my job and then um and just jumped right into it it's like that's that 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 entrepreneurial drug man you, it's, it's like crack you can't it's addictive you know for me i i, I tell people i started i almost hustling i wasn't drugs when i was like a teenager like if you're an entrepreneur, you try to sell something when you're a kid. Like mm-hmm. you know, you you got a business mind, kid. So I would sell sodas and water bottles at basketball courts. I'd just pull up in my little hoopty, and there, if if there was no store around, I was the only store in town. Like so, I could sell these. I didn't have a vendor's license or anything, but I always always had a mind for business. So it's really cool. So it's hard to work for people. It's hard, very hard. And y'all notice that? Like, I can't very work for hard. anybody, man. <laughs> like, I want to. I really want to be a good employee. <laughs> but when you start, it, oh, yeah. it's just it's just hard. You find that true? Super tell, hard. Yeah, tell, us, yeah. tell us your story, Jimmy. Then right. let's talk about how we can't work for nobody. <laughs> I'm Jimmy Jenkins. I'm 27 years old. I uh, went to graduate from Flowers High School. Went to first went to Elmhurst College in Chicago. Then mm-hmm. transferred to Salisbury to start my business. Started my mm. business at 20. and You uh, transferred to Salisbury College? Salisbury University, yep. Okay, where is that? In the Eastern Shore, Maryland. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, um, I started I started my business at 20. Um, worked at BET for a short stint, then I quit. Then I worked with Tyler Perry, and then I quit. 
because mm. um, of a very crazy instance that you happened. You worked at church and quit. I worked at church you and quit. You probably worked at Chick-fil-A I worked and quit. At, those are my three jobs. Okay, I had my first job when I was in 11th grade at Pump It Up, right up the street right here. Yeah. I worked there for right, two we're, weeks. We're recording from Lanham, Maryland, so I know what oh, you're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, Pump yeah, it up. Lanham, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I worked there for two weeks and I quit. <laughs> and then I worked at BT for four uh, months then I quit that was a long venture oh, for you I was dying then yeah. I worked at Tyler Perry I was like you know I'm gonna stay here for some time worked there for six months then I quit Yeah. and um, you know they, they told me something crazy and I just couldn't believe they told me that and I couldn't work for nobody yeah. no more after that I mean help people understand because people think he's quitting he's quitting he's quitting you're not quitting working He's quitting working for somebody, for somebody else. Yeah, yeah they, right, they told yeah. me it was a day. It was a day where I was at work and we were done work. I went to my supervisor and said, hey, "Is there anything else you need me to do?" Mm-hmm. They said, "No, we're done. Uh, you'll be off in about a couple hours. You guys can just, you know, you can chill." Mm-hmm. So I go back to my desk and I open up my laptop and I start working on my script. Mm-hmm. My supervisor comes back over to me. He says, "Oh no, 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 you can't do that." I said, but I'm done my work. Why mm-hmm. can't I? She said, "No, because you're on our time, but I have nothing to do." Mm-hmm. And from that moment, I quit. Wow. Mm. They w- okay, I got you. That control, yeah, yeah that's kind of hard. Yeah. But entrepreneurship gives you freedom, right? It does. To pursue your own passion. You said what, so Jimmy said you went to Flowers. Where did you go to high school? I actually went to Flowers, too. What? Jaguars. That's what's up. So what the Flowers putting yeah. out entrepreneurs. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what's that's up. Right. Putting out excellence. I went to Fairmont Heights. Okay. Maybe it's the F. Yeah, it could be. Fairmont. <laughs> Close. I got a new gym, new school. New school, ninety million. Whoa! Wow. It's not dead. They put ninety million into that building. Wow, Pretty wow. impressive. Let me. So, so Jimmy, just for clarity, because people might know, because you work for BET, you work for um, Tyler Perry. You do what now? Tell us, because I, I. Oh, I forgot to you, say that. Yeah, I forgot yeah, to yeah, say yeah. that. Yeah, uh, I'm a filmmaker. I'm a producer. I am a playwright. I'm a play producer, um, mm-hmm. and I'm a uh, uh, orator. Now, now. Yeah, because you do. You're getting a lot of public speaking. They started right? yeah, coming this year like, like crazy. You like the new, uh, what's that guy, Eric Thomas? Hey, you be preaching with your hat on and I stuff like trying, that. I be trying, man. Yeah. I be trying. Just, <laughs> now, that's just like this. <laughs> no, your your stuff is really good, man. I appreciate it really. Um, so so what's when you say you're a film producer and filmmaker, help me understand the difference between producing something and making it or. Or directing so, it, so, what is that? So there's a lot of aspects to film. Yeah. Uh, 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 you have to fund the film. Uh, you have to get money to make it. Then you have to organize the film. You have mm-hmm. to get the, the the casting directors, the wardrobe. It's mm-hmm. a lot. Film is a big thing of moving parts. Right. Um, the producer makes sure everything's moving. Right. Um, and then of course the director, he directs the film. That's what you actually see. He works with oh. the actors, and then the writer tells the story. Mm-hmm. So I write the story, I direct the story, and I produce it, and I find the money. Wow, got it, got it, got it. And 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 Chico, your your business as an entrepreneur, do you have a niche? Do you have something specifically that you work with, or are you kind of a serial entrepreneur? Tell me what your thing is. Yeah, so currently right now, I I, I run two different businesses. So okay, the first organization that I run is a staffing company that focuses on staffing employees at different healthcare based organizations. So yeah. what we'll do is we'll go out, we get contracts with hospitals, nursing homes, uh, doctors, or fr- uh, anything health related. Mm-hmm. And then what we'll do is we would hire attempts for them for when their employees call out sick mm-hmm. or uh, so or someone is going on vacation or they want to try someone out before that person actually try before you buy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the first organization I had started because that's what I, I used to be. I used to be a healthcare recruiter. Mm-hmm. So at the age of 26, I said, okay, 
uh, I'm making this organization o- over three million dollars. Mm-hmm. I can at least start my own company. Hello, and make me even if it's two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, I'll be fine. Come on. Uh, so at the age of twenty six, I told my boss that you know December December third, two thousand and twelve. I told him that was the last day he was going to see me. Mm. Um, so the next day, I started my company, mm-hmm. um, and then that organization we have over um, eighty employees that we work with. Wow. Uh, that we pay on a regular basis. Uh, but the second company was two years into that first company. And what do you call – what is that called? Do you have a name for yes. that? What's, yes. What's the name of your perfect, staffing? Perfect Staffing Solutions. Perfect Staffing Solutions. Yep. Great. Um, so two years into that, well, what what I started to recognize is that I fell in love with entrepreneurship. Sure. Um, because, I mean, at first, entrepreneurship was just like one of those things like, okay, you know, let me do it to make some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I saw what it – with my first organization, what it did for me, mm-hmm. and you know, and folks started to invite me to talk to at different you know entrepreneurship-based events, and I see what it could do for other people. I just kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. And folks, when I talk to um, folks that wanted to be entrepreneurs, sometimes they'll make excuses or say that they um, couldn't really um, start their business because of certain things. And mm-hmm. one of those things was office spaces weren't ex- uh, affordable. Mm. Uh, you know, leases weren't flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, when you go to sign an office lease, they'll try to lock you in five to ten years sure. or whatever. Yeah. And entrepreneurs, when you're starting your business, you can't really commit to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the same time, if they found something that was affordable, it wasn't necessarily professional. Mm. So I was like, you know what? <clears throat> Let's bring something into the game that's going to just change things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how I started Perfect Office Solutions, mm. basically to provide affordable, flexible, and professional office space for entrepreneurs. Wow. Uh, so for so you got perfect staff. Staffing solutions. Exactly. You got perfect awesome office, office solutions. solutions. Yep. So nice. Yeah, so that started nice. about three and a half years ago, uh-huh. and um, currently we have five different locations, over 225 private offices, um, and and we're getting ready to launch a new location by the MGM, and maybe nice. one and possibly Silver Spring. So so take me through your progression. So Jimmy talked about what it takes to put on a film and all that stuff from mm-hmm. wardrobe to everything, like. Take me through the progression of of how you let's deal with the POS perfect office solution. Okay. So um, how do you how does it start? Where do you find a space and then say, wow, this is a great location? And then do you go in and design it so it's kind of swank or whatever, so that it's and you you know you parse it out so that you can like I can maximize this. I I have a certain amount of costs associated with this space and the build out. But I know I can put this many, you know, people or companies in here and talk, talk to me through that, through the business part of it, how you strategize the business. Because, you know, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense, right? No, no. We, we ain't trying to be cute. Like, you got five locations, losing money everywhere. Right. So it's got to be making <laughs> money, right? Right. How do you make the money? Uh, how do you get to the profit on it? Yeah, so I think uh, for each of our locations, it's kind of been a different type of deal because it depends on a landlord. So sometimes, most of the times right now, uh, landlords do not want to deal with smaller tenants or smaller businesses because smaller businesses is just, it's not predictable. Yeah. So normally what we do as an organization, we'll come in and we'll tell the landlord, hey, you don't have to worry about these other 50 small little companies that are um, that are going to be occupying this space. Mm-hmm. All you have to do deal with is us. We got you. So we'll pay you your rent on right. time. Yeah, you we're 20? the tenant. Exactly, we're the tenant. But we have a service based organization that we're, we we cater to entrepreneurs. Got so it. So they kind of understand what we're doing. So 
that's how we would sell it to them. Got it. And then, you know, we'll come in. Usually we would like a space that kind of has the physical build out mm-hmm. in terms of what we're looking for. But mm-hmm. if it doesn't, then we would at that point negotiate what it would cost mm-hmm. to build that out or mm-hmm. have the landlord build that out. Um, and then we just get in there. Once once we get the, egg, the the shell, we get in there and we do our little design things. Mm-hmm. We put our furnitures. We, you know, we do what we got to do to make it a place that's welcoming to entrepreneurs, but at the same time professional enough so that mm-hmm. that way they can present their organization, um, whether it's it's a two-day-old organization or a 50-year-old organization, they can still present it in a professional manner. Now, how many people are actively engaged on the POS side? So your perfect office solutions, how, how many people is it taking to run that operation, and what are those positions right now? So the way it works is um, I am, uh, you know, the founder and owner, but at each location I have community assistance. Mm-hmm. So they pretty much work front desk, and they, they're the face of our organization in terms of operational. Mm-hmm. So when folks come in or entrepreneurs come in or entrepreneurs' guests come in, they welcome them. Got it. Uh, they handle all the mail. Mm-hmm. They handle everything that has to deal with that particular mm-hmm. location. So since we have five locations, we have five community assistants at um, at each location. Mm-hmm. Shared office space c- structure. Right. So, so shared, yeah. but most of our, our, our space is private offices. Got you. Um, so we they share admin support at the front. Exactly. Got it. Yep. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great, great, great. I love it, man. I love I love what you guys are doing. Jimmy, when you when you – when people go to the movie theater and they see a Jimmy Jenkins film, right? Like people see the finished product, right? How long does that journey take for you? And where does it start? Like how do you create? Like do you do you have a creative space? Like where do you where do you get your ideas? Are you do you have a basement? Do you have a you go to parks, you get ideas in the car. Like, when do you get ideas and what do you do with them? Do you just start like, oh, man, I got to do talk, talk to me about the creative process and the time frame it takes to, to develop something from concept to reality. Mm, great. Um, so the creative process is, is all around us because we're living in the most beautiful, perfect creation. Mm-hmm. I find creativity from everything. Right. I can walk outside and see a leaf fall from a tree and mm-hmm. find creation in that mm-hmm. or creativity in that um so everything about life gives me stories mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i think that there's one thing you know for me i was playing football in college and i said man i remember one day it was like the sixth game of the season i got hurt and i couldn't play for two weeks mm-hmm. and i'm like man this is crazy what if i want to go to the nfl mm-hmm. so i'm like you know what if i go to the nfl i get hurt mm-hmm. and i'm like then what do i do and i can't play football anymore what can I do, even if I don't get hurt, how many years will I play? Mm-hmm. What can I do that can sustain me till I'm 60, 70? Mm-hmm. And what can I do that is not a fad and that's something that won't go out of style and that yeah. I love? Mm-hmm. And one thing I've learned that's something that's timeless is storytelling. Yeah. But for the beginning of time, we told stories. Jesus told stories. Mm-hmm. People sat around and listened to stories. Yeah. I don't care how far in advance we go into time, stories will never go around. That's right. Never, never. ever, you ever. Wanna, you want to hush a room, just start telling, telling a story. Telling a story. Right. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Stories yeah. are always relevant. Yeah. So I said, wait, listen, this is what I need to do. And I, you know, this is what I want to do. And so um, I started to learn 
to look at my surroundings and begin to learn that way mm-hmm. and begin to take stories. And, and every day I, I got a routine. I'm in a routine every day where I try to gather knowledge. I get inspiration from history. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not mm-hmm. a day that goes by where I ain't reading. Yeah, it's not a yeah. day that goes by where I'm not watching a movie or a documentary. Mm-hmm. It's not a day that goes by that I'm not trying to creatively write. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, it normally takes – so for this film that's going to come out, Centers Want It, um, that process started – for me to get a full script out, it sometimes takes, like, a year, hmm. maybe longer than that. Because to write it. To get it all out, to flush it. To write it, it doesn't necessarily t- take that long. What do you mean to get it all out? So first it has to happen up here. Mm-hmm. You're pointing to your head. Yeah, my head. Oh, I forgot. Nobody can see me. Crap. Um, yeah. <laughs> Filmmakers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm over here talking. <laughs> um, so first it happens in my head. Right. But it doesn't just flow. Like stories, creating characters is really difficult. I, sometimes I sit, you know, my Angelo says, you know, it's a good day if I can get two lines out. Mm. That's my Angelo. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and for me, sometimes I sit in my room all day and don't come up with nothing mm-hmm. but it's a part of the process mm-hmm. um and, and the first step i do is have to flush it out in my head yeah and sometimes that's sitting at a desk listening to music and being still okay for hours <laughs> for mm-hmm. hours mm-hmm. um and after i do that that for me to get the the, the, the idea out of my head it takes months mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of just getting the idea mm-hmm. and then once i start to write so the, for the project we just did centers wanted it took about 20 times. We got to rewrite the script 20 times. Yeah, yeah. So that's 100 pages. If you go look on my computer, I got 20 different versions of Sinners Wanted, mm-hmm. 100 pages each. Yeah, yeah. So it's a process, and I'm sure you understand. You understand. Mm-hmm. You got to – you have to work as such a – Tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. Oh, my tweaking, goodness. Tweaking, yeah. tweaking. They say all writing is rewriting. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Yeah. So it just takes time, even with your sermons. Yeah. I know how to, you got to just keep rewriting and tuning yeah. it and tuning it. And so it takes a very long time, but that's why good stories are so valuable. Yeah. Because they can live forever. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's why I'm the type of guy I am. I really mm-hmm. take my time. I don't rush stories out mm-hmm. because I know how precious and I know how valuable they can be. So Sinners One it took me it took us about two years to flush out, man. Wow. To get on paper. So 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 let me stay with that for a minute. When you're when you're writing something that is either going to be presented on stage or on screen. Are you writing with your audience in mind, or are you just trying to tell a story? Do you have anybody in mind when you're telling a story, or are you just telling what came from you? Like, are you just expressing your, I guess I'm saying, is this just Jimmy coming out, or is this somebody you're trying to help? What is you understand the difference? Is, yeah. Is, what is I think the, I think you always got to you always got to have something. It's it's just like business. You always have to find a, a need. Got like, it. Like you know, he has uh, he he identified found, two needs. He has identified a need, yep. and then from there he was able to expand. What right. I do is figure out what is a need that humanity needs. Right. Mm. That's something that Jimmy needs. Got I you. do. I think about humanity. Got you. What need does humanity need? Right. And then from there, that helps me tell every word has to be to who needs it. And that's where my focus is in in my storytelling is I have to find the need in humanity and explore that and expound upon that. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think about in every scene, in every character. I don't I want some every person who watched to see a piece of them somewhere there. In the experience. Somewhere there. You know, I I love your work, too. And and just what you do creatively with 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 that 
you know, screenwriting or storytelling too. And you, you and I've heard other people say it that they believe that if Jesus was here now, he would be using films Without because he was he was telling verbal films when he was here. Mm-hmm. What I want to get to is kind of the nitty gritty about how you guys made these shifts because you're just walking up to people saying this is the last day you're gonna see me, and <laughs> somebody tell you to shut your <laughs> laptop down. You said, well, you know what? Cool. Mm-hmm. And you all the way down in Atlanta, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. y'all just y'all just made some like really like gutsy moves. But help people walk through the strategy behind it. Because we don't want people to just be reckless. Like they listen to this podcast and say, go to work. Say, I quit. Mm, you no. got to have a plan, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to have a plan. Got, and, and I think people leap, but they don't have a, they don't have a pillow to land <laughs> yeah. on. Like, you know, they don't have no money saved. Yeah. They don't have a family to support them. Right. So can y'all talk strategically about – because the, the, uh, the, the, the kind of the 60-second – Twitter or 140 character Twitter way of saying I left my job is explosive and it's impressive but the strategic way is what people really need to hear so what did y'all I'm, I'm assuming y'all didn't just take a blind leap of faith you had some kind of plan in place and you had to know that there's potential for this thing to, to reimburse me right because you got to make money on it and whoever wants to go first just tell me about like like the strategy behind the move because it wasn't just even though you 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 got this entrepreneurial itch, mm-hmm. there had to be a plan in place where you talk about the strategic plan, and 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 what people need to keep in mind as they're thinking about transitioning. Because a, a lot of people listening to this have been told to listen to it. It's like, man, that's me, that's me, that's mm-hmm. me. Yeah, no, there, there there's a build up. You know, it's not something that just happens. Um, entrepreneurship is a planned event. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for me, I think. <clears throat> So when I was younger, my dad passed away, and mm-hmm. my mom had to raise five kids on her own, and she was mm-hmm. making a CNA salary of uh, about $12 an hour. Mm-hmm. And she had four boys and one girl. Mm-hmm. So we went through moments where we didn't have light, we didn't have water, we sometimes mm-hmm. we didn't have food. So I, went to sc- I used to go to school every single day, and I had perfect attendance, not because I loved school. It was because I was guaranteed lunch and breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes, you know, Depending on what was happening at home, I would get th- I would get dinner. Mm-hmm. So for me, that became a motivator. My dad, uh, when he was a, he he was a lot. He was a pastor. He my mom was a good Christian. So, you know, when I looked at the situation, I, I said, you know, you know, I got to figure out this money thing mm-hmm. because whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, mm-hmm. life happens. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So for me, I I kind of like looked out there and. The thing that I grabbed on to was go to school, get good grades, graduate, and then get a good mm-hmm, job. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm a master of school thing. I got a 4.0 all 16 semesters of college, I mean of high school. Wow. Uh, flowers and got the Bill Gates scholarship to go to Towson. Mm. So went to Towson, graduated sumo, whatever, um, mm-hmm. top 5%. Mm-hmm. Got out of school. Then I started working. I worked in corporate America for two and a half years uh, while I was there. Then I started thinking to myself. I don't feel successful. Yeah. I don't feel like I've solved this money issue. Sure. But I feel I know who I have in me and whose I am. Mm-hmm. I feel like I got more potential. Yeah. yeah. You know, and why does it say go to school, get good grades, graduate, and then just get a good job? I, I felt like there was something more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I, so at that point, that's when I started really learning about entrepreneurship, got more into it. And I realized, you know what? 
I think there's more. I have more potential in me. And I still haven't figured out this money problem, but entrepreneurship can be that segue for me to figure this out. Yeah. You take the limits off. Exactly. Yeah. So at that point, so two years into corporate America, the next two years I spent trying to figure out my personal finances that allows me to be able to take that jump. At that point, I started a lot of side hustles. Um, my condo at the time, I started renting that out, out on Airbnb. Airbnb had just came out at that time. Mm-hmm. Rent my condo out on Airbnb. Started tutoring um, high school and college students on accounting and economics and um, algebra. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was making a little bit of money there, enough to kind of, you know, cover uh, half of my um, my salary. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a period of about maybe eight months to 12 months. Mm-hmm. And then I was confident enough that I can go ahead and quit my job, get my full time back, apply it to a business, uh, doing something I was already doing for somebody mm-hmm. and make it work. Yeah. That, so that's the economics mm-hmm. of it. That's what I mean. Just strategic. You had already built up half of your salary income in side hustles. Mm-hmm. So you knew you were 50 percent in the game even if you zeroed out on the business. Mm-hmm. But then when you got 40 hours of your week back from the job, oh man, it was you dangerous. get the other. You was a, dang, you was a bad was man with the dang- money in your pocket. Keep yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. That's very important, y'all. Do not leap blindly. You're going to crash. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, you quit. What was your what, – what, what support did you have in place that would keep you from sinking when you just – you just walk away from a job like – like, yeah, I'm done. I'm done was, with this. Oh, man. It was uh, – I didn't have as much security. I mean, my, one of the things I know that I, 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 I've got my father and my mother. And my father right. is also – he's a prominent guy. He's a smart guy. And he's he, he made a way. He ain't going – I knew I had my father. Right. I knew so at the end of the day I could – his father, Exactly. Right? So that was different. $12 an hour. Oh, his mother that's, making. That's right? tough. So you had – I knew I could a, always a, go home. Exactly. If I had yeah, to. You got a room. I had – right. my father would let me come home if I could. Right, so right. that was more so for me. But I believe so much – I, I had to ask my father one time for a thousand dollars, and I've never had to ask him for money again. Mm. Um, uh, now, if it's money, it's it's his choice if he wants to invest. Mm-hmm. But I give him first option mm-hmm. because right. he gave me that thousand dollars, and he's been my father. But 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 I always knew in the back of my head if all else fails, I'll have to go home and and move in. So but, your support system was more domestic. It was family. You yeah, had, family. You had, you had an environment. That made taking the risk make sense, and some people aren't even taking advantage of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for pride. Right. So they just steal that BET. Right. Not BET's wrong, right. or Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. or whatever, right, or the right. healthcare, mm-hmm. or Kaiser, or whatever, mm-hmm. because they have too much pride to mm-hmm. say, "Hey, mom, dad, let me come back and chill mm-hmm. for a few mm-hmm. till I get this launched." Launched, right? Right. Because right. where it's going is going to far exceed any. Anything. It'll take me thirty years mm-hmm. doing this for these people to do that. Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about you, and I'm newly meeting Chico, but one of the things you both have to have, which I think a lot of believers don't want to do, is you can't be in business and not sell. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to sell. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Business is an exchange of goods, mm-hmm. of, f- mm-hmm. of 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 goods and services mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. compensation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, but if you're going to sell, you have to be willing to have a tenacity and resilience. To accept rejection, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. And I think as soon as somebody says, "Hey, I can 
I can do this or provide this for you. He says, nah, we're not interested. And then he's like, man, that's okay. <laughs> like, I've seen you ask people for money. Like, yeah. hey, you know, you want to get in on this? Like, like you would want to do this, right? Yeah. And is that something that you all kind of always had, or is it something you just had to toughen up and say, this is what I got to do to get this done? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's been the case for y'all? It's just it's for, it's what you got to do. Yep. Yeah. It's like no option. Like, for me – I know, like, I have no doubt in my mind. I have zero doubt what I'm going to do with my life. Mm, right. I have no doubt. It's no way nobody Clarity. can. Clarity I'm so, so clear clarity. in my head. I see it. Like, I vividly see my life. I see everything. So I knew that's what I had to do. I had to go present it in a way. And, and I had to lose a lot, man. I lost a lot of money. I went through some bad situations. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. When I say I've lost a 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've lost a hundred, a little more than a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So for those of you not from this area, listening to it, a hundred—that's. That's <laughs> let me tell you what a hundred is. Here in DMV, there's certain things like, like perms. That's, that's a parent. We call them perms. Um, if it's a, if it's one hundred. We call it a hundred. Yeah, just you want to keep people informed. One hundred. Yeah, I, I've lost. It's a hundred. A hundred. Yeah, I lost a hundred thousand. It hurt. Uh, if you said I lost one hundred thousand, it wouldn't feel the same. I lost a hundred. A hundred. I lost a hundred thousand. I lost a hundred. You could feel that. I felt yep. it in my soul. But from that man, I gained so yes. much resiliency and hunger and right. grit. Sometimes what you learn is more important than even what you earned exactly. out of a situation. Exactly. Right? Forget mm-hmm. about what you burned. And right. you, what I learned, the yeah. lesson. Exactly. Yeah. If you got a million-dollar lesson from a $100,000 loss, you still win it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come yeah. on. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. touch That's your name. Yeah. Touch yeah. your name. Yeah. Let yeah. me say that again. That sounds so good. <laughs> if you got a million-dollar lesson out of a $100,000 loss, you still win it. Touch yeah. your neighbor. And, and, I'm going to take, take an offer. And the thing about it, what you the statement you just said right now, if we're looking at it in the context of business, you're profitable. Right, right, you know right, right. Because Absolutely. you burnt a hundred mm-hmm. to learn a million dollars. Yeah, worth of and, and you know what, you you're know what that's called? That's called an investment. And the, and the lesson is called a return on investment, investment. right? Yeah, yeah. So there that is. Yeah, there's there a guy. Go. There's a guy. Um, I forgot who said this. Maybe Grant Cardone. He's a big realtor. He's a yep, big uh, realtor guy. Um, he says, you know, I never go into business with anybody who ain't lost a million dollars. Wow. He said, if you ain't lost a million dollars, I don't want to sit with you. Yeah, because. Yeah. You're probably not hungry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, wow. if you haven't lost money or invested money, mm-hmm. you don't got no skin in the game. Let's talk about hungry. Yeah. Let's talk about hungry. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, like. To me, hungry people hustle. Yes. 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 I can't. It's hard. And when you hungry and you hustle, yep. The, isn't it so obvious to people that don't? Yes. It's, it's like. Yes. It's like, like hello. Y'all don't want this? Mm. I don't even want them. I don't want mm. people like that even around me. Yeah, I don't, don't even want, want people this. like that y'all around me. Y'all don't want me. this. You don't yeah, want the this. Thing, the thing about, hmm, and, and this is one of my favorite subjects, hunger. Because yeah. a lot of times people think that they can get something accomplished without really, you're not going to get fed if you're not hungry. Right, you get what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. Hunger is what's going to motivate you to that next level. Yeah. See, my first year in business, I was hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was so hungry because at that point, um, like Jimmy said, I had moved, actually moved from a penthouse condo that I was, that I owned in mm-hmm. in, in Silver Spring. Mm-hmm. I had moved back in with my parents. Mm-hmm. I had moved back in with my mom. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? I had 
cut down on my budget mm-hmm. in terms of what I used to spend. I cooked most of my meal. I started learning how to cook, you know yeah. what I'm saying, just to cut my expenses down. But at the office, I was banging out 100 calls every single day. That's now, big. Going in 6 a.m. in the morning while most people are still sleeping and leaving out 10 o'clock at night. calls. Yes. 100 calls a day. And That's if they 100. say no, if they say no, in my mind, right, mm-hmm. I said they're just not interested yet. Right, right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Try them again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Try them again next week. Yeah. They're yeah. just not interested yet. But you got to stay hungry because if you're not hungry, you're not going to get to a position where you can feed yourself. So people will look at Jimmy Jenkins. They'll look at Chico, mm-hmm. and they'll say, you know, and I intentionally didn't say your last name, so I wouldn't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> so they'll say, man, look at these young guys, man. They doing the thing. They doing the thing. They're blessed. They're blessed, right? So people say, they're blessed, man. You're so blessed, right? Anybody ever tell you, y'all so blessed, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that you're not. Right. But what they're missing is is the 100 calls. Yeah. What they're missing is is five hours on the desk. What they're missing is I don't even have a steady relationship. Mm-hmm. What they're missing is I don't have a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. They're missing is they, they miss the cost, yes. right? Yes. yes. Like, price. It's a like, price. Like they don't see sleepless nights. It's a price, the grind. Mm-hmm. 20 20 versions of 100 right. pages it's a price. when the right. dude that tried to do 60 pages two times wondering why he, he's not blessed right mm-hmm. right 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 so so because they want they want god to bless a mess mm. like there's no effort to be blessed but what i'm saying is that's the side of business that people don't pay a lot of attention to right and it's the people that's doing all of that sometimes with no results right away mm-hmm. Like just making the calls, mm-hmm. just making the calls, just showing up mm-hmm. and believing the dream that I have. I might that that my my behavior today is with the dream in mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got to behave today like I want to be in the mm-hmm. future, yeah. even though I don't experience today. Maybe what I experienced today looks nothing like where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. So so that's that's the part of it that I think you talk about being hungry and mm-hmm. the work ethic mm-hmm. that I think that ruthless relentless work ethic got to send you home. Yeah. Going to sleep working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can't wake up in the middle of the night with another idea. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, I know another spot. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, you sitting in there, oh, man, I got it. Bing, ding, 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 ding. Always right. on. Yeah. Like, right. that's that's the that's that entrepreneurial business drive mm-hmm. that I think is so special that when you get around other people, like, like that's the thing. You got to get around other people like that because you got it in you. Mm-hmm. When you get around other people, you just dap them up and say, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's and I've never – what the thing is, when you get around other entrepreneurs, you ever noticed that you're not even envious of them? You're just inspired no. by them? Yeah. Like, oh, that's what's excited. up. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a different thing. It's yeah. like people yeah. think we're going to be there hating on each other. Nah, right. man, you did that? Man. Like, how can I get on that? What right. do you think exactly. about this? Right. Like, exactly. like, I'm looking for that too. Like, right. how we, we – we're always thinking about, man – being in a winning environment, environment mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If you, if I think you, you yeah. got enough time to hate. Uh, you, it, it, you don't have time to hate as an entrepreneur. Right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then, like you were saying, for it's it's about what do you want most versus what do you want now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as as an entrepreneur, you got to focus on what do you want most. Yeah, you might want that BMW now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might want that relationship now. But what is that most, gonna yeah. cost you in the future? Right. Wow. You know what, I'm saying? Right. what do you want most versus what do you want now? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, uh, yeah. You froze up. Yeah. I yeah. Got <laughs> you lost. It's in the room, man. I like yeah. this stuff too. 
By the way, I haven't gotten the one question I was going to ask y'all. It's so good. But I had a list of questions for y'all, yeah. so I'm going to try to get to them. But the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. is so invigorating. And Vicky, Vic, Vicky, Jimmy has been on this podcast before mm-hmm. talking about something that he don't even care about. No, mm-hmm. not at all. Let me he tell you me something. Yeah. This joker is so animated right now. Yeah, I was. I, I made him do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he come in here talking about dating. He'd be like, well, you know Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my thing, man. Yeah, oh, yeah I, love man. I, I love it. I love it. I love it. The, who inspires you in your industry? Like in the industry of providing staffing or, you know, providing office solutions or mm-hmm. in the industry of entertainment, filmmaking. Like it may be somebody that wouldn't be obvious to us. Like is there anybody whose work inspires you? It's like, oh, that's the guy mm-hmm. or that's the girl right there mm-hmm. in my world, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody has that person in their world like, whoa, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They yeah. doing it. Yeah. Unless you're trailblazing and you're doing something nobody's been – like you're not the first filmmaker. Right. You're not the first staffing mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. doing the kind of entrepreneurial work. Right. Mm-hmm. What entrepreneur, what filmmaker, blah, blah, blah. Who, um, who inspires you? Uh, for me, of course, the guy Ryan Coogler, man. He the guy who just came out with Black Panther. Phenomenal guy. Every film he's got, he's from – you know, he did his first film at 27 wow. uh, with Fruitvale Station um, wow. with a $900,000 budget. Turned that into $17 million. Then he came back and did uh, Creed for uh, a $15 mm-hmm. Million, turn yeah. that into forty million. Wow. Then he came over and did Black Panther for two hundred million, turn that into over a billion. Wow. So and the guy's thirty one years old. Mm. Yeah. So that's wow. that's for me is motivation. He is paving a, paving a way for for a young fella like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even with me, even though I quit the job, Tyler Perry's a, even though everybody judges his work, he's a big inspiration. I see yeah. this man every day. Mm-hmm. Right. I saw him work every day. He the first one in the morning, man. He he the last one to leave and the first one there. Yeah. Wow. I used to have to be at work at five. 45 in the morning I'm walking up the job you see his light on what wow. you doing here this early you don't wow. even have to be here we're not yeah. shooting till 9 o'clock yeah. and it's the attitude it's what yes. they do it's the thing that um, it's, I, I read a lot of books so there's a guy by the name of Customato he trained uh, 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 um, uh, Mike Tyson Mike Tyson he did uh, 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 Jose Torres mm-hmm. he did uh, um, there's a uh, wow my, this dude blanking my name he was a, a champion in the 50s oh my goodness I read just read the book but This was the thing about him. He said the key thing to a champion or to anybody that has been who who has excelled really high. He said, "Listen, they've learned how to deny their pleasures. Mm -hmm. They denied their pleasures. Delayed gratification. Delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I want to be to the point where I'm denying everything I love. Mm -hmm. And it's sometimes I'm so lonely." Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my room for 12 hours a day at a desk so lonely. Now, knowing I'm not getting paid for six months. Right. right. Knowing I'm not, but, and even if I get paid, it is, it's subjective. Mm-hmm. It might not even come how I want it to come. Right. It's such a risk, but I've learned that, man, Kugler had to do it. Todd Perry was sleeping in his car to do it. Yep. I would deny everything and I have to do. And their father wasn't John Jenkins. John Jenkins. No, they wasn't. Yeah, yeah. So I got an advantage. So, so it's a nice room you in. I'm in a nice room. <laughs> I'm in a nice room. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But I ain't there no the more, though. I'm out. I'm out. You. I'm out of there. I'm out of there. I'm to clarify. If huh? I need to go back, but I won't. But it's just, a, it's just that I fact. Got you. Yeah. I got you. Right. Who, who inspires you? Anybody inspires you in the world of business? You know what? Um, hmm. I, I, I like to say it. Uh, if if someone's an entrepreneur, there's something I can learn from them. Yeah. Um. I I I read about guys like you know the 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 the, the Tim Cooks, the 
um, the the Bill Gates, the the um, just anybody that's an entrepreneur, honestly, because what I try to do is read and grab like copy and paste from these guys stories gotcha. you know what i'm saying while i am still in the motion of accomplishing that which i want to accomplish mm -hmm. but i would say really a a a a a anyone that's a that's that's an entrepreneur i i, I read a lot about them do um, you read do you read more books or you read more blogs or you you podcast guy jimmy you seem like you're a book guy good question or do you do you what do you what is y'all's what do y'all, when y'all self-feed, mm -hmm. right? Because mm -hmm. you got to feed yourself to be mm -hmm. great. What do y'all, what's that, the, what's on the menu? So for, for me, um, what's on the menu for me is I, I used to read books, but mm -hmm. I don't read, I, don't, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I read a book. Mm -hmm. But I'm more of like an article, got you. blog mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of right, guy right, right. or, or yeah. a podcast. Got you. Because mm -hmm. I don't have. Keith Battle podcast. That, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. I don't I don't have that much time sure, now. You sure, know what I'm saying? So right. it's just like I got it. Hit it, you know, get what so I you need. You ain't sitting in the in the room for twelve hours waiting nah, six months nah, 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 Yeah, he don't got it. What I that. love about this is yeah. is you're both successful, but it's different. Right. Right? Right. He don't have he can't go six months without pay. He got eighty people to pay on yeah, one yeah, every exactly. two weeks. Right. And and yeah. if they don't get their check on Friday, yeah, yeah, you know they they they're, they're yeah. coming to me. Yeah, so, yeah I got you. Um, yeah. So so what about you? You you um, have a little more thinking time. So right. What you, so what, what's on so your menu? My, I think what I do is pragmated on what I retain on a daily basis. So mm. every day I have to read. Um, I start my mornings with a sermon or a speech. Okay. Um, and then I read. I watch a documentary every day. And is then a sermon, audio, video, video, audio. Yeah, mostly like I watch like a video okay. or inspirational speaker or like a, a pastor or something. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I read, and then I watch a documentary, and then I try to watch a film. Okay. Every day. So. And is and wow. so 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 docu documentary and film makes sense because that's the industry. Are you reading stuff that um, is more of on the business side of it? And are you listening to sermons that are business related, or you just want something spiritual? What, what is um, is there is there a is there a menu in no in each category? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But okay. so so for me, my genre is inspirational, Got and it. the way I want to attack or touch people is through. The, I want God. I, I, my my whole mode or the reason I tell stories is I want to show people the love of God. Mm -hmm. So I have to be in tune with the we have with the Creator. Right. There's no way. So I have to learn about Him every single day. You know, right. I have to read my Bible every day because I want to show people His love. Right. So that's a part of what I do. So it's definitely spiritual. Everything I do is spiritual. And then even like some stuff like the book I'm reading now, it's a it's a book on the Nation of Islam. Right. I'm not a Muslim, mm -hmm. but it's about the the culture. I'm learning. I'm telling a story about Black people in America. My next stage play is focused on Black people in America. Mm -hmm. And I want to look at all aspects of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading The Message to the Black Man by Elijah Muhammad mm -hmm. um, just to learn what are his modes of thinking? Why does he feel this way? What yeah. brought him to this point? Mm -hmm. and, and I've learned that the man who, the man who thinks he knows it all knows nothing. Mm -hmm. But the man who knows nothing he might know a little something, right? And so that's kind of uh, 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 what I do. But but it's it's from all aspects of life. I take I try to gain the spiritual. I try to gain the historical. I try to gain the present, and I try to get to the future. Mm. So all during the day. So in your daily practice, that's some of your daily practices. Any other things that you guys do on a daily basis 
What's in the light? What's your? What's kind of your routine, routine. that you? In an ideal day. Okay. Um, what time does it start? Okay. And you know, kind of your ideal day. So we know for you, you get up, and you want to listen to a sermon. Like, what's, so, what's your rise time? Okay. So, um, ideally. So okay. It's not you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. So ideally, I wake up at about seven o'clock. Okay. Um, first thing I do. Drink my water. I guzzle like a water with some lemon in it. And okay. then um, I go, first thing I do is do my meditation. Okay. Uh, I read my Bible. I listen. I pray. Okay. Um, and then after that, I go straight into a read. Mm-hmm. I read for a l- maybe about 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then after that, I start working on whatever my focus project is mm-hmm. for the day. Mm-hmm. After I focus my focus project for about 45, 50 minutes, I go make my oatmeal with my fruit. Mm-hmm. After I make my oatmeal with my fruit, I come back in my room. And after I do that, I watch my sermon. Mm-hmm. After I watch my sermon, I start my first documentary. I watch half of it. At mm-hmm. the end of the half of it, I'm probably at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Then I go to my gym. I go to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. So then I go to the gym, I exercise. Then after I exercise, I go get lunch. Mm-hmm. Then after I go get lunch, I come back to the house, and then I go. I continue working on my focus project, whatever mm-hmm. script that is. You go different places to get lunch, or you go specific? Um, I go to usually go to Wegmans. Okay, okay. I go to Wegmans, go get that salad bar. And I crush that. I, I, but sometimes I go other places. Um, and then after that, I, I, I come back go back to my focus, uh, focus project. Then after mm-hmm. my focus project, I read again. Right What's now, a focus project? Like my script, whatever story. So right now, I got what a project. What you're working on. Yeah, my, my project is Hoop Heaven. I'm working on a documentary right okay. now about the NBA players from PG County. Mm-hmm. So I work on my focus project. Then, then after that, I go PG back to. PG County is here in Maryland. Prince George, I got to keep remembering. People don't know where we are. Who, <laughs> yeah. That's all right. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. So we're about a, probably around 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I'm only halfway. Th- we're only halfway through. So we got a another half a day to go mm-hmm. so then after that after i go back focus study i go back to reading again for about mm-hmm. probably i'll probably go up to starbucks just to get a new scenery for a little right. bit go now, up to starbucks. now i'm gonna tell you that's me i'd have to take a nap right there <laughs> naps are i do Lord. i take all right can i say something can i say something i do take 10 minute nap I yeah. can't. It's not. It's between ten and fifteen minutes. Gotcha. But that gets me going. Like yeah, I close yeah. my eyes for ten minutes, and I'm, I, I I'm like, feel like I just That's took fine. a whole night's sleep. Yeah. And then after that, I go to Starbucks for about another hour. I read there again. Mm-hmm. I read again, and then I come back. I finish my documentary. And then after that, I'm done my documentary. Then I go back to focus again, focus mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. So I work on that focus for another hour. So now we're about at 7.30. Mm-hmm. So after I do that, and then I go ahead and I finish up with my film for the night. Mm-hmm. So after the film, probably took an hour and a half, two hours. So now we're at 9 o'clock, and I close out with reading. So then I usually go I go to sleep about probably around 1, 1 a.m., and I, I, I finish about 12, and then I go to sleep 12, 12.30, and I go to sleep after that. Mm, got it, got it. That's that's an incredible Yeah, that's system. a, that's a and it, and it has its fitness in there, spiritual fitness, emotional stuff, self development. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nobody else want to tell their day behind that. Like he, I wake up in the morning. I'm, he, do, he do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the same thing. I, I do exactly the same thing. I mean, around, around like uh, four o'clock, my my eyes open. I'm still in bed, um, and around that time, I will go through possibly. Uh, a couple of my emails and do a couple different reading. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I call that like my, my, my motivation clarity of the day. So usually in that that time frame, I would know like, okay, what am I going to attack today? You know, you know, and then that's my, um, I call it conversation with God moment too as mm-hmm. well. And then around like and five you're o'clock. You're still in the bed when you're contemplating this, just uh, your exactly. phone and your, right. Okay. Yep. Just in the phone, uh, just the phone, uh, but I'm still in bed around mm-hmm. five o'clock. Definitely. I get off, I get out the bed. Take a shower, get ready, and then now I'm at at six six a.m. I'm at work. I'm at Perfect Staffing. So mm-hmm. Perfect Staffing, take care of everything I got to take care of from about six a.m. to about twelve noon. And um, who's there at six a.m. besides you? Nobody. Nobody's mm. there. Mm. Nobody's there. 
Um, so usually about 9 a.m., the employees start to come mm-hmm. in. Um, by 12 at noon, at that point, I would go to uh, – then I switch over to perfect office. So mm-hmm. from 6 a.m. to 12, perfect staffing. Mm-hmm. From 12 until 6 p.m., mm-hmm. perfect office. So then I did that, that's how I would decide, okay, am I going to Lanham today? Am He's I like going, Tyler. It, am I going to Columbia? Am I going to Laurel? Am I going to Beltsville? Am I going to – uh, Riverdale, mm-hmm. or am I gonna go scout out new locations? Mm-hmm. Um, so at six eight at six p.m. I'm done usually, and then from six to about eight, I might give a couple different tours, the late tours, the folks that were working a day job and now they're off. Mm-hmm. So I might give some of those tours and maybe sign some leases um, along the way, and then usually around like nine, I'll go get dinner, uh, mm-hmm. and then uh, go home. Mm-hmm. Uh, from ten to about twelve, I would do. Emails, reading, uh, uh, reading about my competitors, and just mm-hmm. kind of uh, getting all that information in, and then usually by twelve, I'm 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 done. Yeah, I would I would encourage both of you who haven't done it. Hal Elrod wrote a book called The Miracle Morning. Hmm. I think it would bless y'all. Okay. It, it just just a, a creating a ritual in the morning that gets your exercise in, because mm-hmm. I think at your pace. One of the things that's missing is is fitness and training yeah, on a regular basis. For sure. And it doesn't seem like you're getting meals in at good times. I'm not. Because if you're eating dinner at 9, and then the fact, it's not so much that the meal is so late because you're up, but you're only getting four hours of sleep. And yeah. you're, um, I didn't hear any meal prep in there. Like, no. you, at least he has an oatmeal. In yeah. it. And I think what will happen is when you're in your 20s and 30s, you can get away with that. But it will take a toll on your body over mm-hmm. time. And if you don't take care of it, because it's your tool, mm-hmm. not just your brain, right. but your tool, your body uh, you know, will, will, will pay for it. And I think that book, Miracle Morning, by Hal, Hal Elrod, who's an incredible exec, um, entrepreneur, will be a great inspiration to you both. But mm-hmm. definitely can put what some – you, yeah. you, You're going to text me that, right? Miracle it's called Morning. The Miracle Morning yeah, by yeah. Hal Elrod. I'll check that out. Yeah. Send me – Send me the money, then go. <laughs> <and get your laughs> let's 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 wrap this up. What's the greatest movie you've ever seen, Jimmy? Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. Why? It it's a complete story. Okay. It's a complete story, top nice. to bottom. You ever seen it? No, I don't. <laughs> you don't see, like movies. See, no. Every you have to understand. Everybody who has a niche doesn't have complete understanding of everybody else's world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't watch TV. Mm. You don't like movies? It's not I don't like them. I don't you have just time. don't tell me, yeah. Mm. That's it's, your world. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Shawshank right. In, in, a, in a Bronx Tale. Right. So you don't read commentaries? No. So you don't like, <laughs> you don't like, you don't like uh, uh, Spurgeon? No, you don't I like don't Matthew Henry, right? No, no, so, no, so, no, so, so, right, right, right. Yeah. I don't expect you to, right? Yeah. So, I don't know. so my library will look different, different than, yours than yours because yeah. of my what genre, you'd like, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's another one. Um, well, f- tell people how they can reach y'all or follow you. How can they? How can people, if they want to hook up with y'all or learn more about y'all, uh, what's your what's your social media stuff? How they can get? How can people follow uh, you? Instagram guys? for me, I do Instagram, Jimmy, J I M M Y, Jenkins, J E N K I N S, 22. That's the number 22. Why 22? Is your football jersey? Yeah, right? I used to. My, that's my family number. My grandfather wore 22. My uncle wore 22. My sister wore 22. My dad oh, wow. wasn't an athlete. But brother Ross wore 22. I wore 22. Nice. Wow. Um, for me, I do uh, Instagram and Facebook. So uh, on Facebook, obviously, if you type in my last name, you would 
Chico, and then you type in my last name, I'll come up. And it's Chico with a C or K? Chico with a K. C-H-I-K-O. Uh-huh. And then, of course, the last name, A-B-E-N-G-O-W-E. But on Instagram, it's a little bit easier. It's uh, Chico the Dream Chaser. So nice. if you search uh, Chico the Dream Chaser on Instagram, boom, I'll come up, and then uh, follow me, I'll follow you back. Speaking of dreams, last question. What's your five-year goal, and where do you see yourself in the next ten years? Five years. In five years, years. Uh, I will. In five years, I want to have generated over fifty million in the box office. Okay. And in ten years, where do you see yourself in ten years? Um, in ten years, years I, yeah, thirty-seven. I want to have my own uh, studio. Okay. Nice. 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 Wow. Five yeah. years. Ten years. Where do you see yourself? Five years from now. I see myself. Uh, won't be thirty-one. <laughs> I want to be you thirty-one. You won't be thirty-one I'll, after I'll, this podcast. Exactly. Man. Exactly. I'm, see, I'm thirty-one <laughs> at this moment. I've never heard that. <laughs> That's funny. I'll be thirty-six uh, in five years. In five years, what I want to do is build an organization um, that is fun, um, disciplined, but at the same time, we're profitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're profitable now, but uh, I, I want profitability or 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 um to be a norm because i i see a lot of entrepreneurs out there nowadays that they're just saying that they're entrepreneurs and just doing all these activities but are not focusing on the bottom line mm-hmm. i want profitability to be something that's cool again um so so in five years i do want to build um i, I want to build a, a, a organization that's um that exemplifies that mm-hmm. now in 10 years what i want to do is um between all between my two organizations and the organizations I'm going to start, I want to have over a hundred million dollars in revenue coming in mm-hmm. uh, on a yearly basis, um, and not just because of the money, but because of what it can do for everyone involved in that, uh, mm-hmm. in terms of the employees, in terms of the economic benefit um, that the community would would gain from that. But okay. I think at a hundred million in terms of revenue on a yearly basis, uh, I think we can make some really cool impact. Man, that's great, man. I believe in you both. It's been my honor to sit and, and, and meet with y'all and discuss this with y'all today. I'm so excited. I want to encourage you all to get at these guys. Jimmy Jenkins, 22, and Chico, the dream chaser. Yep. They're both on Instagram and on social media. They're doing great things. Support their work, support their films, support their business in all, all ways that you can. Also, if you'd like more information about what we talked about today, you can go and order the book by Hal Elrod. It's called The Miracle Morning. It's just a great book for entrepreneurs. I also have a four-part series. You can go to zionchurchonline.com and watch it for free. It's called Handling Your Business. Anybody in business for yourselves, it's a four-part series, a biblically-based teaching on business ownership. Hey, it's been a great time today. Thanks again, guys, for being here. Thank you for having thank us. You. And thank all of y'all for tuning in today to the Keep Battle Podcast. My man. See y'all Show. soon. Brrrr.